Trigger warning. What you are about to hear will offend you. Welcome to Bad Gamers Anonymous, a two-step program where bad gamers come together once a month to not be supported and to be judged on their bad gaming. With Bad Gamer Bishop, Bad Gamer Crowley, and producer Bad Gamer Submonger. Get good scrubs. <laughs> yes, hello, and welcome to the first, very first inaugural, I think it would probably be the best word to use uh, about this time of year, inaugural episode of Bad Gamers Anonymous. Hello, I am Bad Gamer Crowley, and I am a bad gamer. And hello, I am Bad Gamer Bishop. He is also a bad gamer. We're both... Very bad. Just bad. Awful. Awful gamers. Uh, well, the worst of the lot. We are. We really are. The We are the, the worst of the entire bunch. Uh, so a little bit about the show. Um, the concept is we're bad gamers. We like to talk about video games, uh, how they affect pop culture, uh, the culture of video games, what's going on in video game news. We'll review uh, a video game every month. We'll review mobile games. Uh, and we'll, we'll, we'll just uh, we'll kind of let it flow organically. We want to hear from you, the listener. So uh, make sure that uh, you, you rate us uh, on iTunes and you subscribe to us if you like us and leave a comment and let us know why you think we're bad gamers. Uh, so uh, Bad Gamers uh, Anonymous is a two-step program, not to be confused with a 12-step program. It is a two-step program that will help you be a bad gamer too. The two steps you ask, I'm glad you did. Sack up and get good. So, uh, once again, welcome to the show. Uh, Bishop, let's give him a little bit of background on where we came from as far as gaming, podcasting, that kind of stuff. And, uh, you know, they say age before beauty, so I'll go ahead and let you go. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, I, I guess I got you there on that one. <laughs> not <laughs> not on hairline, though. So. No, not the hairline. Oh, boy. Okay, so, yeah, been gaming a lot my life. <laughs> your, <laughs> your whole life? My whole life. I That's all I remember doing, just gaming, playing games. What was uh, your first, what was your, first uh, your, your earliest gaming memory? Contra. Oh, Renting Contra and a Nintendo system from the video store. Back when you could rent games. I love that. Yeah, back when you could rent games. Um, video Update was the name of the store. <laughs> yeah. One of those Midwestern ones. Uh, I'm trying to remember the name of the one we used to go to. There was one. Uh, I can't even remember the name of it. I wish I could. Um, but that's uh, my, my earliest memory of gaming is, is Atari. The home console, the Atari home console, and we didn't even have one. My friend uh, had one, uh, and every Sunday after church, we would go to their house uh, for for Sunday dinner, and we would we would uh, play the Atari. <laughs> I'll never forget. Before we get into the show, just to share a quick little memory, uh, I wanted my uh, an NES more than anything in the world, and my dad, being my dad, went to Radio Shack and didn't get an NES. He got like an Atari. 2800 XE or something just ridiculous like that. Like, I couldn't even play regular games that other kids were playing. I was playing, like, Space Commander, some generic space. It was just awful. So, how did you fit in the pecking order with this? (laughs) It's a school. Oh, it's school? Uh, I didn't. Were you that one guy? I was that one kid that uh, nobody talked video games uh, about video games to. I just, I got to listen to people talk about how they were beating Mario. I'm like, 
What's a Mario? That's terrible. That is terrible. But uh, uh, around junior high, my parents broke down. They got me an NES, and and uh, the rest is history. From there, PlayStation, Sega Genesis, the whole you know, whole nine yards. Nintendo sixty four. What was your key point or your high point in that? Your focus point on games. <laughs> I'm more like ever since I was a kid, probably sports games. Like that's my that's my niche. That's what I enjoy. Uh, that's not to say I'm any good. There's a reason this podcast is called Bad Gamers Anonymous. Um, but I would beat my friends, so that should tell you how awful they are at video game. What about you? What is your niche? What is your area of focus, your uh, expertise? Yeah, so sports games definitely weren't it. Though I did play sports games, but not because I like sports. Because, you know, it's just play it to have a competition. But um, action-adventure... RPG. Now Those we, are my, uh, we we both play. Full disclosure: you talk about RPGs. You, you know, I'm I'm assuming you're throwing in MMORPGs in there. We both play Final Fantasy 14 quite a bit. Yes. Yes. Okay. Good. Just want to get that out there. Just kind of all encompassing yes. RPG. Yeah. So okay, so let's let's jump right into it because it's January. This is the first show of the year, and what the the plan is is to get a show out. At the beginning of each month, starting in February. So, so today is January twenty eighth, twenty seventeen. So that's how fresh this episode is in relation to where when I suppose the the case may be that you're listening to it. Every month, we'll have a new show out at the beginning of the month that you can find on iTunes or your uh, favorite podcatcher. So let's just do a twenty sixteen year in review for video games. Now, I'm not. We don't. This is our first episode. We don't want to go. With, like into great detail of like what happened in 2016. 2016 was a very divisive, uh, divisive year. Uh, some people loved it. Some people hated it. Some people really hated it. It's, that's that's fine. But as far as video games go, I think we want to talk about the top video games first. Like the top five video games. Now this is just from games that we have played. This isn't games like overall. This is just games that we have played. And remember, we're bad gamers, so we may not have played the same video games as you. So the first one, top, uh, I think, one in the top five, number five, I guess is the case, would be Tom Clancy's The Division, which was released in March uh, of 2016 by Ubisoft. Uh, it was on the PS4, the Xbox One, and the PC, and it's a third-person shooter is the, is the uh, type of game that it is. And I really enjoyed this game. I took a, an extended break from Final Fantasy XIV to play this game for probably a good three to four months. Up until I kind of just lost interest in it. Uh, I didn't want to get any of the DLCs. I didn't want to spend any more money on it. It was a fun game. I, I, I hate getting ganked by 12-year-olds. And when I play first or third-person shooters, I'm always getting ganked by 12-year-olds. Because, again, I am a bad gamer. So Now, what platform did you play it on? <laughs> uh, PS4 is the platform I played it on. Okay. The fact that, I, that's I, my sole console. I, I have a computer. I, that I use for RPGs, MMORPGs uh, specifically, but but for the most part, sports games, you know, single player games, are all console games that I'll play on my PS4. Okay. What about you? What do you have? Yeah. Now, uh, PS4 is one of my mainstays, but PC more so. But Division, I did play it on PC. I can't remember how I came across getting it, but. It was, it was my first game this year that I played that I thought, hey, I kind of want to play games this year because I was only <laughs> playing Final Fantasy XIV forever and I didn't want to 
invade on my time with that. But I needed a short break, and like yourself, it was kind of one of those take-a-break game for me. I did only play it for about a month. I think before the first major patch came out is when I stopped. It was just for reasons, because I was in school at the time, and something had to give. Couldn't have two games going at once, and... right. Bad at both of them already. Exactly, and 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 that's as you get up there, you'll 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 uh, you understand the time constraints, folks. I'm I'm uh, middle aged, uh, to put it mildly. Uh, as, <laughs> as of right now, I'm 40 years old. Next week, I will not yep. be 40 years old anymore. Uh, so Life, I've been yeah, the right. Struggles are real. The struggle is real. So uh, so yeah, I, I we you know I understand that. And I think the modern day gamer has to prioritize. Not only his personal life, but his gaming life, and yeah. and and where each fits in. And you're right, the division was a, a good game, really good, really good game, really good. But I just, for me, it wasn't worth the DLC to continue going. It wasn't like I was part of a clan or a guild. I just, I played with friends, and it was, it was just the same thing over and over. I just, now I will say that. The only other Tom Clancy game that I ever played was Rainbow Six. I did. I enjoyed some Rainbow Six back in the day. I did. Uh, so let's move on. Number four on the list of top six uh, top games in 2016, Doom, released in uh, May uh, by ID Software on PS4, Xbox One, and PC. First-person shooter genre. What did you play it on, Bishop? Yes, I played this one on PC, Master Race. PC Master Race, yes. So and, what did you think of it? Obviously, it's one of the top games, one of the top five yes. games uh, of last year. What did you enjoy about it? I Okay, so Doom 2 was the very first PC game that I ever played, and my uncle had it. And it it's what got me into the first-person shooter and that high-octane, well, for the time, um, gaming style. So I, I just had a love for Doom forever. Um play it through on nightmare i've beat the first one and the second one on pc and on the bfg edition and then when i heard this one come out or i heard about it about three or four years ago and i was kind of skeptical at first because it was coming off of the heels of doom 3 which although it was good it was too different for me but playing this one it was very immersive (laughs) and very action-packed i guess okay i could say I remember the first Doom way back in the day, and I remember in the in the in the uh, mid to to early '90s playing Doom on my PC with a friend. We would network our computers together via modem, and uh, the two of us would deathmatch for hours until inevitably one of our parents picked up the phone to make a phone call and was met with that horrible modem noise, and we would uh, immediately get dropped. So that's how old I am. I mean, <laughs> we didn't even have. I mean, internet was was very new. And that's how we, we, that's, that was the online type of play that we had. So it was, if you wanted to deathmatch, you had to call your buddy up and say, hey, you want a deathmatch? And you had to set it up. But I remember the original Doom. It was fun. And I, I didn't know this, but ID Software is from my hometown originally. So when I was playing Doom back in the early 90s, that's, uh, they were in town. I didn't know that. The next uh, on the list, uh, number three of uh, the top games of 2016, Stardew Valley. Released early last year, February. The developer was uh, a gentleman by the name of Eric Barone, and that was available on the PS4, the Xbox One, the Mac operating system. Who plays games on Mac? 
and this, uh, and the PC. Is that even a thing? It might be. This is. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh, I don't know what the Mac can run and what it can't because nobody should ever game on a Mac. It's a simulation RPG. I did not play this. This is one of the games that I didn't play. Bishop, you did. Uh, give me the lowdown on this. Why is this one of the top games last year? Yes. So this one, I think this one, just like all my other 2016 games, are personal to me. Kind of been eating those member berries, if you will. <laughs> South Park reference. <laughs> I like it. But this one is, I'm a huge simulation RPG fan. And the farming sims, specifically Harvest Moon, have had a real soft spot for me. Uh, I've dumped many hours out of my lives into the various games. And this one was just a really good uh, 2D throwback with it, splashed in with some of that Minecraft-type play. And I've never touched Minecraft either. And now, that's going to shock some people. I, I, I hadn't either. And I guess I would say that through Stardew Valley is kind of my first foray into the whole Minecraft type genre, even though it's an exceptional type. Uh, so is it something that you're saying I should probably check out? If you have a lot of time I don't. and you like farming, I don't. Then yes. Okay. <laughs> so no. Next uh, number number two on on the list top uh, games for 2016: uh, Dragon Quest Builders. Again, another early release from last year. Square Enix came out with this one on the PS4, the v- PS Vita, and the PS3. It's an RPG done in the Dragon Quest type, type universe. I really like this game. It the 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 graphics. I guess should say I should say it's very stylized. It's very old school RPG looking. Very 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 reminiscent uh, of early Final Fantasy games, early RPGs in in general. If you think of uh, the Legend of Zelda, uh, Final Fantasy, done in that kind of a style, but you get to build, you get to build a city, you get to map a city, you get to discover the lore behind the area that you're building. I really enjoyed this game, and I know this is a game uh, that you played as uh, as well, Bishop. But what did you think of the game? I was just happy that I could play one of these sandbox type builder games set in a universe that I like, Dragon Quest and Dragon Warrior. Well, they're the same. I like those games, those RPGs, those old ones. And it was, a once again, a throwback to that, be able to put me in that world and let me do what I want, build what I want. You know, it was fun. And it's really fun just messing with the townspeople. <laughs> right. Build them a room and take it away. And It's always fun playing God in these types of games. It, it really is. Because this is certainly not something that we get to do on a daily basis with anybody else. So if we can <laughs> virtually be God, then then so be it. So we're up to, to the final game, the top game for 2016. Drum roll, please. That was an awful drum roll. Uh, final Fantasy 15 is Bad Gamer Anonymous's inaugural game of the month. Uh, we'll be talking about Final Fantasy 15 a little bit more later on in the show it was released late in 2016 but i think it put most other games that i played in final uh in in 2016 to shame uh again this was released by square enix available on ps4 and uh xbox one is that right is it on the xbox is it i don't even care release i don't know it's a, a single player rpg we'll get into it later but that is that's the top for us that's the top game of 2016 it doesn't get any better than Final Fantasy 15, and that was a game that we'd been waiting for for years. 
That thing, that, that game was in, de- oh, at least, that thing was in development hell for a while. Yes. So, so we've talked about the top five games, and we'll get into the game of the month a little bit later, but we want to talk about the worst games of uh, 2016. And again, these are this, this is our list. These are games that we've played. These are games that we know about. These are games that we have some knowledge of. Albeit we are bad gamers, and, and we may be even bad podcasters, we are still gamers nonetheless. Uh, so the number five uh, worst game of 2016, No Man's Sky. Which came out in the middle of last year, just about August 9th, by uh, Hello Games, came out on PS4 and PC. And this game is a survival action adventure game that did not live up to its hype. The game was supposed to be that you could basically go anywhere in the universe. It had this expansive planet-building engine. Every planet was going to be an adventure. It was going to be new. And it just it fell flat. It became repetitive very quickly. Lots of people lost interest in it. It was just one of these games that had so much hype and failed to deliver on almost all all levels. I can't think of one area that, where that game performed well. I have lots of friends who played it, and all of them said the same thing. Like, I wouldn't even pick this game up, I think, if it was on sale on Steam. It's just not worth it. Stay away from it. It is a, it, it is a big, giant flop. Now, I never played it, but I heard the fallout from it and the backlash from the gaming community of it. And It's Ben Affleck's daredevil of gaming. <laughs> well, I mean, that's good if you catch it on USA and there's commercials, so you yeah, don't have to watch all of it. No, there's no commercials in gaming. <laughs> no. <laughs> there will be. Watch out. <laughs> Product placement. It's coming to a game near you. Number four on the list of worst games for last year is a Final Fantasy title, which shocks me because Final Fantasy for me, which we'll get into a little bit later, is has always been a reliable series of games that you can play, you can pick up, and it's going to be amazing. This one, not so much. Now, this is a mobile game called Final Fantasy Mobius. It came out in August uh, last year. It was in the, in the uh, North America area. Again, Square Enix, it was on Android, uh, the... the uh, iPhone OS and Windows OS, uh, and it was it's an RPG that was repetitive, and the story didn't grab me right away. And yeah, it was set in the Final Fantasy universe, and it was such a drain on the battery of your phone. Yeah, I I fully agree with you on that. It's Final Fantasy. It's the best. But this one, there was two two Final Fantasy mobile games released last year. There were two Final Fantasy was, mobile games released last this year. This one and then Brave Exvius. But you liked that one. I I did like that one, but I, I didn't continue playing it. I still play Record Keeper. Record Keeper was alright, but it wasn't... I, I didn't think it was good enough to make our top uh, five list. And... I wanted to like this one, Mobius, but it was just too different yeah. from what I want in a Final Fantasy mobile game. It's 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 a mobile game, so you have to expect that it's going to be linear. It's not going to be an open world sandbox type RPG. It's going to be very linear, but it was just very repetitive and just I didn't I just I, I couldn't. I played it for two days. I, I I gave it a lot of time in those two days. Uh, just, I, yeah, I it's, 
and cards when when you play a game and you collect cards in it that that's I can't do that. All right. This just, isn't it's not Magic know, the Gathering. Preference. Yeah. Although I'm playing a, a mobile game right now that I really enjoy and you're collecting cards. Uh it, it's a uh, uh, Star Wars Force Arena. I really like that game. I'm very good at it for a bad gamer and <laughs> I, I I you're collecting cards. I really like it. Number two on the list of, or actually three on the list of uh, 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 of bad worst games of 2016 is Pokemon Go. I know we're going to get hate mail over this. I know we are. I get it. People are going to tweet us at, at Bad Gamers Anon. Uh, we welcome it. We welcome it. We welcome the hate. Because um, <laughs> this game was just... <laughs> Serious, it's Pokemon, man. It's Pokemon. Like you had, uh, I, now, how long did you play it? I played it for a couple weeks. I'll be honest. I played <laughs> it for a couple weeks. I drove around uh, with my wife in the car and, and and tried to get Pikachu and all those other ones and take over. I just... <laughs> it, did, at the end of the day, it was Pokemon, and I just got tired of it. And then, on top of that, when you run out of balls, you got to buy more balls. I am not spending actual real life, honest to God, money on a Pokemon game. Like I will spend money on DLCs. I will spend money if the game is good. I'm not spending money on a Pokemon game. I'm sorry. I refuse. I draw. You have to draw the line somewhere, and that's where my line is drawn. It's a good line to draw. I thought so. I didn't play this one. However, my wife did, and. and- it, we didn't. I think we went on a drive once to look for Pokemon. Did you find any? Um, I think she found a couple Ratatats. Ratatats. <laughs> that's like She's the, always finding them. That's all you can find. Uh, but this was her first venture into Pokemon. Why? I it was mine too. I don't know. It was mine too, and so I guess I have to answer that too. Is why. And it's because everybody else was doing it, and I wanted Why? To, I wanted to be one of the cool kids. Yeah, I, I mean, I played Pokemon in high school and before, but I didn't. I, it would have been when I was in. I, uh, I just couldn't out of get into this. Yeah, Pokemon Go can suck it. Uh, the number two, which look, this is like this is probably the top bad game of 2016. Agreed. Black Desert Online. Just I, hearing it. Dude. I played this for a month because I was like, look, if I can get into another uh, MMORPG, then that's what I'll do. You know, I can leave Final Fantasy XIV. It's been a good run of, what, four years almost with Final Fantasy XIV? Three or four years? Like, you know, let, it's time to move on. Let's try to find another MMORPG. And I thought this was going to be it, and there was a lot of people in it at first, and, uh, and I, just, I couldn't do it. Had so much hype too. It really did in the in the online community, in the in the MMORPG community, it had a ton of hype. People talking about this game, they were really excited for this game in the North American release, which was March uh, of last year, and it was put out by like eighteen different developers, GameNet. Cacao, a Dom Games, Game On Company, LTD, like it, it, it just—I didn't. 
I didn't care for it. It wasn't that the graphics were bad, because I thought the graphics were pretty good. The story seemed to be something that I might have been able to get into. Maybe it was just I felt at first so completely overwhelmed. There was no, like, letting you sink into it. There was no adjustment period. Yeah. Where, like, they teach you... You know, the, they give you some a lot of backstory. It was just like you jumped into this world and you were expected. And there were tons of people. And normally I really liked that on the server we were on, but I, I couldn't do it. And then when you stopped playing it, I just lost all interest in it. Yeah, as immersive as it was, I did only play it for about three weeks and spent about two and a half of that in the character creation menu. Right? That was that was I will give it props there. The character creation menu was pretty That's good. That's the best part. Otherwise, when I found out that your gear doesn't change unless you pay for you it. it on, unless you pay for it. Unless you paid for it. Ugh. That's where I started to draw the line. Yeah, and again, I think that a lot of these game developers need to understand that Gaming gamers today have to be very selective in what they spend their real life money on. Back in my day, and I feel so old saying, my murders, we didn't. You bought a game for 40, 50, 60 bucks, and guess what? That was the game. If it came out of the box with a bug, like a game, like a, a game uh, ending glitch, they didn't ship it. Now, these developers today can ship it and patch it later on. Now they figure, you know what? Let's we can add more content later on, which is a great idea. If you're going to add content, which we're going to get into here with Final Fantasy 15 here shortly, if you're going to add content, the content needs to be worth it. And if you're going to have add-ons that you're going to purchase with real money, then it has to be worth it. Which is why I really keep going back to Final Fantasy 14. It's a monthly subscription. It's one of the few MMORPGs out there today that still has a monthly subscription. Sure, they have add-on items, but they're all cosmetic. It's not play to win. And you get a lot of value for that $13.99 every month with all the content and all the different things that they have to run. And they're constantly patching every three or four months uh, with, with new updates and new stuff to do and new story. And Square Enix is always good with story. And I think that's where Black Desert just, just fell. Like, they didn't really hammer that story home. Uh, same with Blade and Soul, another uh, MMORPG that I want, tried to play, and again, it just fell short. It fell very short. Uh, Blade and Soul was one of the few uh, games that last year that came out with a, uh, an anime. There's, a, there's an anime around it, which, you know, we'll get into that here in a minute with, with uh, the game of the month, uh, Final Fantasy XV, but... Again, the story just wasn't there for either one of those. But while we're talking about 2016, we should probably note some 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 anniversaries that happened last year. Dragon Quest, the 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 franchise, uh, had a 30 year anniversary last year. They were uh, you know from 1986 is when they were founded. Metroid, another great uh, gaming franchise, uh, 1986, 30 years, and Castlevania, last year. Castlevania. I mean, you want to talk about Contra. Like, Contra and Castlevania, man, on the NES, like, those were my jams. The quintessential masterpieces. They really were. Uh, so, 30 years, happy birthday to them, belated to those three franchises. Yes. Uh, we'll, we'll look ahead to this year a little later on in the show. But for right now, let's talk about 
the the uh, Bad Gamers Anonymous Game of the Month for January 2017, Final Fantasy 15. <laughs> I really like this game. Obviously, it's our Game of the Month. Both you and I played it. The very first thing that I want to talk talk about and I want to speak to in this in this uh, for this game is how many gaming hours did you put into it before you were done with the main story? And I'm not talking about like all the extras, like uh, anything that you would have would have done after it. I'm just talking about the main story, getting through the main story. How many hours did you put into it? My completion was 96 hours. That was mine. Now, granted, I did a lot of the side quests along the way. I had very little to do once the game was over. But I, I got 90 plus hours out of it. Now, I, I, I can be kind of a completionist when it comes to these types of games. So I had almost everything up to level 10. The only two things I didn't have up to level 10 were my fishing and my cooking. Uh, I wasn't level 99 when I finished. I think I was in the mid-80s. And I didn't finish all the hunts. And obviously I didn't finish the secret dungeon because you can't do the secret dungeon until you beat the game. So there you go. That's it. That 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 was all that I had left. All the side quests were pretty much done up to that point. when I went, So 90 hours, that's, in, that's almost unheard of from games anymore. It's usually closer to, to 30 to 40, and sometimes 20 hours of gameplay is all you get out of it. So for, I think, that, that reason alone, this was very high up on my list. I really enjoyed the combat system of this game, and, and I, I enjoyed the story immensely. I, I don't want to give anything away. Obviously, this game's been out since, what, uh, uh, October, November uh, uh, of, uh, of last year, November. Um... So I don't want to give anything away. It's only been a couple months. The story is just amazing. And it gets you right in the feels. As any good story should. What were your thoughts? What are your immediate takeaways? When you think about Final Fantasy XV, Bishop, what what grabs you by the short and curlies? Gosh. So, you know when you first turn the game on and the screen comes on and it says a Final Fantasy game? For newcomers and fans alike. Yes. That is what grips me. Now, I wasn't set on getting this game until, what, the week it came out? We were talking about it. Yep. And then I pulled the trigger and got it. I didn't know really what to expect, but what did happen was far greater than what I had thought. And the interesting thing that you say about 90 plus hours is you completed everything in the game. I didn't, however. No, but I will say this. You were, you, I remember talking to you and this is, this is for the most part, for the most part, a very open world, open world RPG. I remember you, mm. you, you had said you ran around, you found a, a cactar and it took me forever to yep. find one. And, and that, <laughs> that was my second battle in the game. The second battle of the game, and I'm level ten. It kind of that's 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 insane to me. It took me days to find a friggin' cactar. Yeah, I never had to find one after that. And then I never just, found that side quest. And then they they beat me down, like almost every time. I mean, I beat them, but it was popping potions left and right. While I was playing, 
I didn't do any fast traveling. Uh, I did. I did some fast traveling when I was in a hurry, when I just wanted to get through to the next to the next part of the story, to the next chapter, to unlock the next area, uh, the, to, to open that up. I, I did some fast traveling, but, but I didn't at first. At first, I was trying to take my time and see the scenery and look around. And, you know, as you go back, and obviously in the day and age of Google, you can look anything up for a game. And there's obviously things in the game that I missed. Like, there's ways to get every color of Chocobo just about, and I don't have all that unlocked. I, I still haven't done. I attempted, but did not finish, uh, the uh, the secret dungeon, because it's, it's basically a platform jumper in, in third-person view, which can be very difficult. It's, dude, it's really cool. They did a really good job on it, but it's very difficult. It's, pu- it's puzzles. It's a puzzle uh, platformer. And it's very, it's, it's difficult, but it's, it's challenging. And when you, when you figure stuff out, it's extremely rewarding. But again, in the day and age of Google and, and, and YouTube, if you really wanted to, you could just look up how to do the stuff, which a lot of people do. And I don't do that. Um, now the art and the sound of the game, I want to touch on that really quick. Cause that was the reason why I didn't fast travel in the regalia is I just like listening to the old music from the soundtracks that you bought. Right? That was one of my favorite things to do as well. I love that. And the whole world is beautifully put together. They did such a fantastic job. So beautiful. And the acting that went into these characters in the animation, there was the one dungeon where you're in the volcano. And when when you're running up that steep slope, just watching those (laughs) deep steps they're taking... You take the wrong step, you slide back down. Yes. Now, I have blown my thighs out from working out and from doing weird exercises. And I got that feeling that I could relate to them. Like, this must be what they feel out. Minus the fact that it's probably... This was at the base of the... You weren't in the volcano. It was really cold. Do you remember the name of the, the dungeon? I don't. I don't remember the name of the dungeon. But you're right. Oh, God, is it, it's is just it the volcano? Yep. And you're trying to get up to the top of the volcano, to the mouth of it. Yeah. Um, I was physically feeling what they were. It looked it, painful. And that, and you, that, you bring up a good point. That game was able to project not just feelings through story, but in their animations and the art and the, and the pageantry of it all, for lack of a mm-hmm. better word. They were able to project and, and, and convey so much feeling and and you could really connect with the characters and I think that that Square Enix has always done a wonderful job with that um, their, their cinematics are always well done the story is always perfect I mean I can't think there's only been a couple of Final Fantasy games that I haven't played and, the, and, and all the other ones I can't think of a story where I went meh I could do without this the emotions that this video game elicited in me are so powerful that I haven't turned it on since I beat it once. And for everybody who has beaten it through to the end, you'll know why. Yeah. No, like I said, it gets you right in the feels. And and, and I did, I, I did turn it on. We'll talk about this here in a little bit with the new DLC content that they had. But I think a lot of this, the, the, they were able to convey this. And I really wish more games would do this. They had not just an anime tie-in, but they had a, 
a, a, a, a, a, a computer-generated movie tie-in, all done with computer graphics uh, and, and, you know, what we used to call back in the day CMVs. It was just beautifully done. And, and this isn't the first time Square Enix has made a movie like this. They did one called uh, Final Fantasy The Spirits Within, I think was the name of it. Yep. Uh, and that movie was awful. <laughs> but they got... <laughs> Uh, they they did they got some they they, they got a, a big name to play uh, Knox's dad uh, in in the in the movie and the anime was done really well it's it's a, it's like six episodes really short they're not like half hour long episodes the story's good and it just sets up so if you haven't played Final Fantasy fifteen and you've been like eh, maybe I don't know I got these gift cards from Christmas what am I gonna do pick this game up. Because it's gonna give you, if you even in a conservative conservative ninety hours, of gameplay. And that's probably just getting through the story. Look, you can power through the story. You don't have to be a high level to beat it. Probably around level forty, maybe level fifty to beat it. Maybe even lower than that if you're pretty good at games. But again, we're bad gamers, so I wanted to make sure that I was up about seventy, eighty before I decided to take on the end of the game. <laughs> yeah, what was I? Um, Sixty. Yeah. I just hit sixty, uh, and there's tricks. There like I used, uh, I used a couple tricks that uh, I figured out in, in the game to level up really quick. If you can find a lot of gill in the game, it's it's pretty easy. Uh, just don't sleep for a few days, and then go to the hotel down in uh, <clears throat> at the uh, Costa del Sol. At Costa del Sol, for all you Final Fantasy fourteen fans, you'll understand what we're talking about. Uh, if you go down to the beach, you stay at the hotel. It's like ten thousand gil a night, but it gives you double XP. So you just build up a lot of XP and you go down there and you get double that. Back to the tie-in, Kingsglaive and Brotherhood. They, the story for fifteen was so long. The only way that they could get the whole thing out is by splitting it into the anime and the short stories. And I think there's more. There's going to be more to come as far as. The main story. I don't think it's done. Uh, they wrapped it up pretty good. I thought it doesn't seem like there's any loose ends to tie up. It doesn't seem like there would be anything else. But I'm hoping that there's more to the story. Just the way it ended. I'm hoping that there's more to the story. They did say that there's going to be new side quests that they're going to put in. And you, you there'll be quests specific to your friends um, in the game. Now those quests that they're going to add in. Do you, what time place do you think that's going to take? place within the game that's what i'm saying i'm hoping that it, it picks up where it left off but it may not and and if it doesn't it's fine uh it may be and and once you beat the game you're able to go back and forth between the present and the past um is how they do it so but so it, it may take place in the past and i'm fine with that but i would really like to see some add-on let's 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 uh <laughs> let's brighten this up a little bit <laughs> would be my suggestion <laughs> would be my suggestion too to, See what happens a week after. Yeah, look, I called what was going to happen early on in the game. The, yeah, the wife was sitting in the office playing Final Fantasy fourteen, uh, and I was in 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 the game room um, playing, uh, which is adjacent uh, to to where the office is, playing Final Fantasy fourteen and I or fifteen, and I told her, I said, "This is what's going to happen. This is going to happen, and this is going to happen." And she's like, "No, it's not." No, 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 it's not. And then when I finally beat the game, 
she watched the end of it. She's like, that's dumb. I'm glad I didn't play it. I don't like... She's like, everything needs to be a happy ending. And I'm like, no, real life's not a happy ending. Uh, there's nothing happy about it. No, there's really not. <laughs> and a lot of people are complaining about that. But look, we live in a world where not everything's a happy ending. And so I like that when video games don't give you that sanitized, you know, scrubbed version of what life should be and instead shows you, look, I think bad things happen. So I really like this game. I give it 9 out of 10. I really do. And I will probably give it a 10 out of 10, but I want to talk about the DLC that came out this week for this game. I know you haven't played it yet, Bishop. You, you need to play it. So there's this Moogle Chocobo Festival. I was really excited for it. I thought there was going to be much more to it. And there's not. You got so I I bought the season pass. I'm not you know ashamed to admit that. I really like this game. I want to support this game. I want to see what else they can do with this game. So this is the first game. This is literally the first game that I bought a season pass for. Uh, so I'm really looking forward to some of the DLC content. And this was the first one. And this festival is so boring. I just didn't care. Now they did add a couple things to the game. Instead of prompto just taking pictures, you can now take pictures. Uh, at least at the festival. I haven't tried it outside the festival, to be honest. Well, uh, you know what I was saying about that, right? No. They've got time to take pictures in a, in a fight. What are they doing? <laughs> right. I always, it, it's so funny. It's prompt to, uh, uh, levels up his, uh, his picture taking ability. Yeah. Like some of those pictures are just nothing. Like it, I, I just, uh, which is funny, Am- but at the same time. Amateur at best. Exactly. So this DLC added that. You got if there, you just got the free DLC, you got a T-shirt and a hat that you can walk around with. But these side to do these side quests, like these are the quintessential MMORPG. Go get fifteen of this and come back. But you're doing it in town. You're not fighting anything. In fact, that you just have a toy sword. It is the dumbest. Is literally the dumbest DLC I could think of to put out. You know, and that's my biggest complaint with this game is that they just had to fill time somewhere. So they put those little, hey, hero, go get this, go get that. Well, and I don't don't mind that in the course of a story to stretch the story out so that you're not just doing the main story quest, which a lot of people, but like when it to comes do. in DLC after you've been doing exactly. it for 90 hours in game. Oh dude. And it's so bad. It's like catch 15 chocobos, baby chocobos. I can't even find all 15. I found like 13. I'm like, where are the last two? I don't even care. Cause it took way too long to find the 13. And then it's like, go take pictures here. So it's like, learn how to use the camera. What are you dumb? You can't read the instructions on how to take a picture? <laughs> this is just stupid. And then they do it on the backdrop of Moogle and a Chocobo, which, look, I love Moogles. In Final Fantasy fourteen, I run around with a Moogle head on and Subligar and Moogle <laughs> slippers. I love Moogles. This is overkill. There's, like, people dressed up as a giant Moogle, like they went to some kind of weird furry convention and just got high on LSD and are doing things to children that are inappropriate. It's just the weirdest. Ah, oh, it's just so stupid. But but I did enough to get fifty coins because the fifty coins you get to stay in the best room uh, in the in the city 
And so I got to stay in the best room in the city, and I got a special view of the fireworks, and you got to take pictures of the fireworks until your heart's content. And I'm like, there's not even anything special on the list of stuff where I'm like, yeah, I want this for the car or for the regalia. I, I want this for, you no. Know, I'm like, for the fishing, I'm like, I caught, I, I caught the big fish. I don't care. Like, give me something else. Give me something that's useful. Ugh. This is just now, dumb. Now, you got the season pass. I didn't. And are weren't there two tickets for this? Well, no, well, yeah, there's the, you get the ticket with the free one, and you can go, or you can get the... the the ticket with the season pass, the or the hot, you know, if you if you spend money for the DLC. I wonder if go. they're different at all. I don't think they're different. I don't think they're different at all. I might be uh, wrong, but I don't think that they're different. Here's what I do think. <laughs> I think that they look. So on YouTube, you can you can YouTube this. Uh, I I you know I, I'm not going to look up the link for you guys. There's a Google machine that'll do it for you. Where you're supposed to be able to fight. Uh, in a DLC, the CEO of Square Enix, which is a really cool idea. And I've watched the fight and like a level 30 uh, person did it. And it's like this Japanese girl and she didn't seem to have a problem beating the CEO of Square Enix. So, and then you're supposed to get like a special move. I thought that was going to be in this DLC. Nope. No, unless I missed it, but I don't think I did. Cause I'm like, I even looked it up on Google. Because I'm a bad gamer. And I'm like, I don't want to do all these stupid side quests because they're all kind of stupid. They're just dumb. They're useless. It's a waste of time. So I didn't do them. So that dev fight didn't make it into the DLC? No. Because I remember reading about that. Yeah. And I I really wanted to do that. But there was nothing there, man. It was nothing there. And saying everybody's a winner when it comes to this. (sighs) You can't lose it. No. So the DLC is a uh, I, this is it's just bad. But the game itself is great. So pick up the game. Uh, I you know I, I I really like Final Fantasy 15. I like all the Final Fantasy series, Final Fantasy series as a whole. Uh, and I really encourage people to uh, check it out if they haven't. So yeah, nine out of ten is what I give it. Bishop, what do you give it? You know I've been saying it for years. <laughs> I say. It's the perfect game. I haven't played a game this perfect in years. I think the last game yeah. I played that was this good was a Final Fantasy game. I- exactly. Years. Because I didn't play anything after... 10 was the last one that I played on 10 console. Was, 10 well, was the last 14. one. I, I don't even know if I played 10. I know I played 9, and then I played 14 on PC. Or 11 on PC. I don't even remember if I played 10. I remember I played yep. 7, 8, and 9. I don't think I played yeah, 10. I, I don't think I played X2. I played 11. Uh, I didn't play 13. Was there a Final Fantasy 13? There was. was see? It was. Yeah. That's what happens when there's, you get old. There's three of them. There Middle was, age. It happens to everybody. Just wait for it. <laughs> I didn't touch any of those, any of the 13 series either it was just too far from yeah. the visual styles that i like in my final fantasy games yeah well yeah. future of the game looks bright though so i'm looking forward to that um so yeah i'm gonna check it out definitely pick it up so let's talk about if we're, we're speaking of futures let's talk about 2017 let's look ahead to that 
Um, speaking of Final Fantasy, the this year uh, in December, they're going to celebrate their 30th anniversary. These games, man, how old are we? Gosh, right? Yeah, I know how old I am. I was, which means I was 10 years old, or 11 <laughs> years old actually, when Final when the first Final Fantasy came out. That's how old I am. Contra, you mentioned Contra earlier in the uh, podcast. Uh, Contra is going to turn two 30. of my favorites. And so that's amazing. Now, Final Fantasy, at the end of this month, which is coming up soon, well, it is now, um, Squaresoft said that they're going to have an announcement about this anniversary for Final Fantasy. Uh, I'm, you know what? It'll be interesting to see what they do for that. Now, Squaresoft, I'm glad you brought that up, because Squaresoft had an announcement earlier this week. Did you see that? Or yes. Squaresoft, Square Marvel. Games. Uh, yeah, Marvel. There's gonna uh, the uh, it's called the Avengers Project. That looks. I, I'm excited for it. I'm a huge dork. Uh, if you've seen my uh, movie collection, and my yeah. and my office and my game room, that one's you know. gonna have to play out for me though. I'll get it. Man. It's Marvel. It's Square Enix. I'll get it. Well, like, what team is doing it? The team that did I don't care. Deus Ex and don't Tomb care. Raider. Don't care. Don't care. <laughs> don't care. Don't care. It's Marvel. I get it. I'm. I. I, I am. Uh, <clears throat> I'm a sucker. So I'm that. excited for that to see what they say. I know whatever they say, if something will be released in North America, I'm gonna pick it up. Yep. But they're probably gonna try to double up with this whole Final Fantasy VII remake. I dude. Or... I mean, can we talk about that later? I don't want to get into it right now. I'm emotional <laughs> talking about Final Fantasy XV. And the ending, I'm emotional. I don't want to talk about this Final Fantasy VII thing because I, I, dude, it's like, no, it's like playing with my emotions, man. <laughs> it's like get my hopes up for something, and then I'm afraid that it's just gonna, it's just not gonna live up to the hype. That's what yeah. I'm afraid of. Final Fantasy VII is sacred. It is, as far as I'm concerned, it's sac- sacrosanct. You should not touch it. You should not do anything with it. Leave it as it is, as it was. It is. You're committing an act of sacrilege. And I'm sure we'll talk about it later on in the year, but I've expressed my thoughts openly on Seven. Yes, we sh- we, we will talk about it when they, because I'm, I'm sure they're going to talk about it. They are I'm very sure different will. than yours. I know, I know. So For the most peculiar of reasons, too. I, dude, I can't, I, I look forward to, to, to that discussion. Um, So 2017, look ahead. <laughs> Virtual reality. It's here. It's now. The future is now. I think that's a. I think that was in a movie somewhere. Uh, you've got your. You got your choices, man. You got your PlayStation VR. You got your Oculus Rift. You got your HTC Vive, and you've got your Samsung Gear. I have two of those four in my house. I have, and the, I have none. And I, <laughs> you did get to try out the Samsung Gear, though. Samsung Gear when you were uh, when you were here. Yes, and that was my first time. On right. VR, and I was blown away. It was far bigger expectations and greater than I ever thought. Let me just tell you this, because since then, as you know, I have picked up the PlayStation VR. That is even more amazing than the Samsung Gear. hundred times in, in my, like different. It's night and day. It's amazing. Love it. So we'll, we're going to talk about that, uh, you know, uh, later on in the year. And then, well, you know... The, what are the, some of the consequences of that forcing games into VR that shouldn't be in VR? Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that, uh, you know, later on this year. Uh, the Nintendo Switch is coming out this year. That's big news. Uh, 
have you seen the the Super Mario Odyssey trailer? I have. These trailers running through the streets. These trailers for games are getting out of control. Uh, uh yeah. Things got too real. Yeah, no, I, you know, look, I was a huge Mario guy, man. Once I finally got the NES, you know, uh, hearing everybody talk about it, uh, it took me a while to beat Bowser, but I finally beat Bowser in the NES Super Mario Brothers. You just got to run under him. <laughs> right? Uh, and then, uh, the, for me, though, a sports guy, Mike Tyson's Punch-Out, staying up to 4 o'clock in the morning at a buddy's house, drinking instant <laughs> banana milk, <laughs> strawberry milk, and, like, mixing the two. Yeah. Instant. Yeah, dude. Like quick. Is it powdered? Yeah. Do you add water? No, you add milk. You put the powder in the milk. Have you never had Nestle Quick? You know what? Did you drink your Ovaltine too? I don't. I don't like you. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Little or (laughs) drink more Ovaltine. No, dude. Ovaltine sucks. Nestle Quick is the bomb. (laughs) I. You don't believe me? Catch me outside. How about that? (laughs) <laughs> Look, I made a I made a oh millennial reference. <laughs> Nintendo Switch. Yeah, Nintendo Switch. We'll be talking about that. I don't know if I'm going to get one. Cuz I just bought the VR. Like literally just bought it a couple days ago. I just bought the VR. Yeah, I just got a Wii U last year. Uh, you, that is a waste of money. And now is the time to upgrade already? Waste of money. I don't know. I want to I want to get the Switch, but I don't know how soon I will. And this is something that I'm I'm worried about with the PlayStation VR and with VR in general that it's a gimmick, just like the Switch. The Switch seems like a gimmick, so I don't know. But it can only go one place, <laughs> right? So we'll talk about that. Uh, let's give a preview for next month. What we're going to talk about game of the month for next month, February 2017, is Resident Evil Seven Biohazard. Is that the name yes. of Biohazard? I think that's the name. I think that's the byline, the tagline, whatever you want to call it. Biohazard is the name of it. Yeah. Overseas. Is that okay? Look, I'm just, dude, I'm going to tell you right now. I have played this game. Uh Uh, I remember when Final, or not Final, when Resident Evil originally came out, having all my friends over, I, I, I think I rented it. And I had all my friends over. My parents were out of town. Had all my friends over. Turned out the lights. Waited till it was dark outside. Turned out the lights. <laughs> had just this TV on. Back in the day when it was just two, when there were tube TVs. You didn't have the LCDs. And we're all sitting around. And it scared the holy crap out of us. I got that feeling when I first popped it in. I'm telling yes. you, this game. Just initial impressions. Preview for next month is amazing. And that is why. I've been pretty excited about this one. It's a throwback to those original ones. And on that note, what is it with everybody that when they played the first one, it was always dark. Dude, because it's a horror game. Why would you play it in the light? And that's what I like about playing this on VR. It's dark. It doesn't matter. Like I was playing it today at like two o'clock in the afternoon. And with the VR on, you don't know that it's daytime outside in real life. I I just... Right, that was my that was my uh, that was my uh, uh, exact reaction. Now, did you turn the lights off at home when you played it? Uh, uh, no, not really. See, I think I'm going to. I don't have a VR, so I have to play it like a caveman. (laughs) Just 
just black out your windows and, and yeah, I'm just gonna black my windows and turn my light off. <laughs> we'll have a new segment next uh, ne- next month uh, because most of the segments we're gonna do for a while are gonna be new. Uh, it's called "It's New to Me." Uh, well, we'll be talking about Shovel Knight. Both of us will be playing that this month uh, as well. Uh, and because I have a PlayStation VR, we will definitely be doing an in-depth look at VR. What 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 the good is, what the bad is, and let me just tell you, the struggle is real. VR sickness is a thing. So we'll be talking about that. We'll also have a, a mobile game of the month where we'll be doing two. We'll be talking about Black Box and Force Arena uh, next month as well. So uh, look forward to that. That's February show. Dude, the first show is in the can. What do you think? Dude, that's it? This it's is, over already? That, that it, it, it is over already. Have yeah. we even started? <laughs> It seems like just an hour ago we started this little adventure. <clears throat> Hopefully next month we'll have our producer Submonger here. Uh, he is our he he is our uh, Macintosh gaming expert. <laughs> How could you use those in a sentence? <laughs> right, I, the, the, <laughs> just, it felt weird coming out. Uh, and to be honest, this is the advice that I've given him uh, on what he should do with his Mac. <laughs> And just take it out back and shoot it till it's dead. Old yeller it. <laughs> exactly, old yeller it. Uh, so that's it for so first show in the can. Bishop, bad gamer Bishop. Thank you so much, um, everyone who's listened. Thank you so much. We will be back uh, next month, and uh, let me take this opportunity to remind you of our two-step program here at Bad Gamers Anonymous: sack up and get good. For Bishop. For our producer, who is MIA Submonger, and for myself, Bad Gamer Crowley. We'll see you next month. Mm-hmm.